Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel. Welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we talk about making money, keeping money, investing money, anything to do with money, we talk about it. I bring extraordinary guests to our podcast to educate you and give you some insight into different opportunities, situations, things most people don't even know about. Today, we're going to talk about EB-5 and what that allows some international family to have a benefit of being in the United States with a green card and all that that has to offer. So my first guest is uh, Rod Myers. So Rod, welcome to Laurel's Real Money Talks. Thanks, Laurel. My pleasure. So Rod, start with um, a little bit of history. I mean, how did you even get into this? I just was well connected with some investors here in the in Idaho, and the originator, the owner that uh, set this regional center up in the first place, knew that. And uh, he decided that uh, he was no longer going to stay in the business, was moving down to California for another business opportunity that he had. So I purchased and acquired the EB-5 Regional Center from him and everything else is history. Talk a little bit about what is EB-5, and then I'm going to loop back to EB-5 center owners like you. I mean, how did, obviously you bought it from somebody, but are there one in every state? So kind of talk to what is it and how do you become a regional owner? Well, you have to work with uh, USCIS, United States Citizens and Immigration Services. And uh, there's a process you go through. There's certainly a cost associated with it. They do a background check on the person that's putting the regional center together just to make sure that they have the qualifications and the wherewithal to have a successful regional center. And uh, that's about all it takes. Uh, Once you pass through that process, the next item on the agenda is to go out and find qualified projects that you think you can sell overseas and and you know that you can deliver for the investors. The program has been around for several years and the real purpose behind it is to provide another option for foreign investors to come into the U.S. and receive their green card. And by the way, those green cards are good for anybody coming in and any of their children too under the age of 21. Mm. So what is the actual, I mean, kind of definition? So, you know, uh, my podcast is very international. So if uh, folks out listening, is it really to serve a green card for a family? And is it also for a good investment opportunity in the United States combination? Well, you hope for both. The real purpose, though, is the green card. There's certainly other opportunities for investment unless the particular project has offered up a great opportunity for investment. But typically, it's more for the green card than it is for the investment, but in some cases, and possibly some that we're looking at here in Idaho, it may be both. So how does the process work? Let's kind of just walk through. Let me find a family who's interested in uh, having the green card and putting money to work. How does the process work? Do you have to have the project first, or does the family show interest first? Just kind of walk through the detail. No, typically, uh, we'd like to have the project first, and we vet the project to make sure that it's a project that can deliver on its promises. And then uh, from there, then we talk to the brokers, and then the brokers work out uh, relationships with other folks overseas. And there's a PPM that's drawn up. Uh, They need to be accredited investors, uh, which means they need to have a net worth over a million dollars. And 
They need to have income of 200000 or if there's also a spouse, 300000 over the last couple of years. And it's always best to talk to your lawyer to make sure that you're an accredited investor to play it safe. And then yeah. from there, we just go through the process. And, and basically, they take a look at the project, the PPM, make sure that it's something the investor feels comfortable with. And then the investment will either be a $900,000 investment or a $1.8 million investment. Yeah, go ahead and talk about the difference between the nine hundred or the one point eight. So the nine hundred thousand is for a TEA area, and to qualify as a TEA, which is target employment area, the project must be in an area that the unemployment rate is one hundred and fifty percent of the national average. So it's designed mm-hmm. to help out areas that are struggling and, and try to get some projects going into those areas. The U.S. is doing so well right now, it's becoming more difficult to find uh, those types of areas. So more likely, the investment is going to be the $1.8 million, which it seems as though the way the unemployment rates are running across the U.S., and especially in Idaho, that's most likely for an investor. And does the 1.8 need to come from the accredited, I'm going to say family, is like they can't pool a fund or do a group of money, say, in a different country, and then bring it? It's just it's a family? Or just uh, explain that. Well, they can bring in the money from family, but it's only for one family. They can't blend families into receiving green cards. When you say family, is it mom, dad, and the kids, or is it also grandkids? Like, where's the kind of limit on how many visas can be issued inside the family? Good question. It's the immediate family, so mom and dad and kids. And how many EB-5 visas are just issued in general, like in the U.S. per year? Uh, They average uh, 10,000 a year right now. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Are there certain areas in the country that are just more prevalent to attracting that kind of money? There are. It seems as though the bigger cities, just because the foreign investors are familiar with New York, Chicago, Areas like that, they're just acquainted to it, so they just feel more comfortable in some of those investments, which is unfortunate because some of the best investments are in the smaller states that are actually doing really well, such as Idaho. And so what's the cost to participate? Like if I'm you know, hearing this on the podcast and thinking about the benefit, what's going to cost? Well, besides the $1.8 million, uh, you'll have administration fees. And those will range anywhere from 30000 to 100000 depending on the, how the project draws it up. We typically run around the thirty to 50000 per investor in addition to the one point eight. And then uh, you'll have legal fees. And those legal fees will be somewhere between 15000 and 30000 And that's about it. And does the family pay that? Like, where where does the project and the family meet? I mean, obviously, you're the, um, are you the facilitator of it? Or do project, you know, folks go out and find the families? Do families find projects? How, how does the occurrence happen? Is it marketed, you know, well out on the Internet so people know where to go look? Explain all of that. Right. Uh, it is. I mean, people are familiar with it. Uh, we certainly have a website that people can take a look at. We're doing a, a geothermal project right now that uh, we've been working on the last several years. And it's rolling right along, and they're discovering the hot water as needed. And in fact, they've expanded the project to uh, also include an organic farm they're adding on there, hydroponic produce and 
all natural organic beef and chickens and all the above, come to find out hot water works out well in that environment too. Awesome. So what's the website that they can uh, check out? It's eb5investidaho.com. Investidaho.com? Oh, great. What a great website. (laughs) Say, how'd you get that URL a long time ago, I bet. (laughs) Right. That's That's a great one. So what about getting your initial investment back and how long will it take? What are the expectations on the project? So the project gets agreed upon and the family, you know, finds the project. The initial investment is 1.8. Could it be more than 1.8? And then how long does the money have to stay in and how does that work? Well, that's all drawn up on the PPM, depending upon what the project and the regional center would like to present. Typically, it's five to seven years to get your money back. And sometimes it's offered with an interest rate on top of that, sometimes not. Again, it depends on what the project and the regional center has to offer the investor. Is there a a typical return um, that a family can expect in the 1.8? Or sometimes is it just the initial investment to really pay for the the green card? It's normally around 1%. Oh, wow. So families are willing to do that for the green card? They are, exactly. So, uh, you know, thinking through it with an investor mind, they would get better return if they would just open up a company in America and and invest, but then there's no green card. Is that the the trade-off value? That's exactly right. So talk about the benefit of having a green card. I mean, obviously, that's a massive and very different decision for families. What do you find with those kind of families? Well, it's just convenient where they can come to the U.S. They can visit as often as they would like. Their kids can actually go to school at the universities here. And the requirements are the same as a U.S. citizen. But it just opens up those type of opportunities that they would not have otherwise. It's also a gateway to a permanent residency if they still choose to do so. Say more about that. Well, it just certainly sets them up into the system. And so if they choose, and EB-5 isn't set up for a permanent resident of the U.S., but you can actually become a citizen of the U.S., and this is just the beginning start of that process. They would have to take it upon themselves to continue the process, but the EB-5 certainly opens the doors for them to get started. So what are the other requirements? I understood at one point, I may, this might not be accurate information, but is it the project owners also have to create a certain level of jobs with that $1.8 million as the project unfolds? Or is there... There is. The- for every investor that comes in and needs to create 10 full-time jobs, and the definition of full-time jobs is 35 hours per week, and that includes direct jobs and indirect jobs. Direct jobs are jobs that are actually part of the project, and the indirect jobs are the jobs that are created because of the project came in, such as the baker down the streets now open, the grocer down the streets busier. So there's a calculation, there's a company that's part of the process that we put together with a PPM that will estimate how many jobs this particular project will create. And is there uh, an additional revenue stream to that, or is it really just the jobs? And as far as an economic impact? It's just the jobs. It's just the jobs. Interesting. All right. I really appreciate the uh, the interview. Very interesting. Anything else uh, folks need to know about it? They can go to Invest Idaho. Or those of you listening, if you want to learn more or get a 
direct uh, introduction, you can go to Ask Laurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L, asklaurel.com. And again, put in your information, ask a question, make a request, and uh, we can uh, continue our dialogue through there. I want to make sure the website address is because I watch that somewhat. So the website is www.eb5investidaho.com. So eb5investidaho.com. And they can learn more there. And one other question that, you know, is just coming to mind is I think through, you know, right now in the U.S. there's a lot of opportunity zones that, you know, are getting really good tax benefits because of the projects. Are opportunity zone projects qualified in the EB-5 structures? Oh, certainly. Yes, they are. Mm, that's great. It's good to know. So I really appreciate you, uh, you being on and uh, being a, a resource for us, and uh, we look forward to some of the families that are in our community that are interested in wanting to know more. My pleasure. Thanks, Laurel. So, Rod, I want to thank you for being on uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks, and I have a second guest. So, specifically, we're going to talk about why Idaho. Um, there are EB-5 centers that are across the country, and uh, I have with me Tim Kristovich, who is really from Montana, been in Idaho for a while, and uh, doing a lot of projects that could qualify for this kind of uh, situation. So, Tim, welcome. Thanks. Good to be here. So, talk about uh, Idaho, specifically Boise. What's going on in that market? It's quite an extraordinary market right now. We are are the fastest growing city in the country. We are in the fastest growing state in the country. People are just flocking in here from all over the country. 36% growth is coming from um, California. People are really find this area appealing just for the fact of it suits their lifestyle. It suits the, the, the economy here is good. They can find jobs. They can find the good quality of life. But it's, it's crazy to be in a demand market like this. It's pretty amazing what's happening. Have you ever been in a market like this, Tim? Or I mean, what, when you say it's in a demand market, I mean, what are you seeing that you haven't seen before? What's amazing is we have people staying in motels, hotels, uh, RVs, waiting for houses to come on the market so they can actually get one. I've never seen anything like it. Their RV spots are being rented by the month. They're just trying to get a place to live or finding a house to buy. And, you know, some of them are waiting for certain areas. You know, if we were to stop building houses today, we would be out of inventory in about 45 to 50 days here. You know, and our buildings are going up faster. Our houses are going up faster. and We're putting more in the market than we were a year ago, but we're still getting behind. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've, I've been around different bubble markets and different markets and never seen anything like this. It's, it's pretty exciting. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think's driving that? I think a big part of it's the mass exodus out of California right now, um, and also a lot of businesses are relocating here and locating here. I, like Amazon's built their big distribution center. Um, they're telling us it's going to create about thousand jobs. Uh, we have a lot of other industries coming in, different businesses that are you know smaller businesses that are bringing a hundred, hundred and fifty jobs. And we're getting three or four of those coming in a month, you know, that's bringing their companies here. You know, and overall, when you start looking at that, the creation of jobs, if you just average even two a month, that's creating 150, you know, that's seven, 8,000 new jobs a year coming in here. That's not counting Amazon. And, you know, people just want good quality of life. So talk about kind of that whole quality of life. I mean, what's the housing prices? Um, Schools talk about that. What's the high value? Um, our, and uh, 
Right. Our, our medium house price right now for new homes is right around 375 to 380 depending on what part of the valley you come into here. We got a huge green belt along the rivers that spans over you know, hundreds of miles, parks that are really nice. We got a great downtown in Boise um, culture that brings a lot of nice restaurants, great upstyle restaurants that people like. Um, we have zoos here. We have our symphonies. We have all the culture that people want. And then they have the outdoor things. We, you know, we have our, our mountains, our lakes, our rivers. It's just an extraordinary place to be just for a quality of life. You get your city amenities that people look for in cities, but you also get your outdoor life. Similar to Tahoe. Similar to Northern Nevada for those who really like. So, talk about some of the projects that that you're working on that you're excited about, and specifically those that you think would qualify for EB5 kind of money. As uh, the folks that are listening to the podcast are, you know, primarily interested in that. Uh, We're looking at some opportunity zones, multi-family units. You know, we're doing some single-family projects here. Uh, one of the things that really excite me a lot is the uh, we're looking at at uh, some assisted care living, starting some of that here. So uh, we have several different array of projects that would fit the EB5. So with that, you know, it's just, it's just an exciting time to put these projects together because the EB5 pretty much will fit any of these projects we're doing. And uh, it's just a great opportunity to step in and, and be part of it. So you've been de- developing and building homes for several decades. What's your favorite project that you're working on right now? Oh, I would have to say the uh, the multifamily right now is, is my favorite. It's a newer uh, to our portfolio than what we've done in the past. We've been working on it on multifamily now for over a year and a half or so, and we're just adding new projects to our portfolio that what we're doing you know and what's fun is the concept of this assisted care living we're really looking at bringing that in as part of our multifamily and and uh, the whole concept of how that would work um, and building an actual 55 plus community with all this in it so that's what i'm really getting excited about that concept because it's we're actually going to build a community for for the 55 plus that it's going to be something that they can be proud of being part of and enjoy living there. That's exciting to do. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to have you back with uh, Tom and Ingrid. We're going to talk about the, what they're calling the tiny footprint, but uh, we know it here in the United States as the tiny or small houses and how that could link into that whole residential uh, assisted living and uh, community. So it's exciting, exciting projects. Yep. So those of you that are listening want to know more, um, again, go to asklaurel.com, ask a question, put in your information. You can request a meeting with either Rod or Tim uh, from today's podcast and learn more from them. And those of you who really want to see and get educated in this area on May 2nd and 3rd, um, actually starting in a networking um, the night of May 1st, and then all day the 2nd and 3rd, the uh, Christie Group will be taking folks out and really showing them the projects, taking them to the street, like out literally in uh, whether, you know, we'll see how, how big it becomes. It's either going to be big vans or buses, and then really go through how you do different levels of development. How do you manage, you know, the magnitude of uh, the projects that uh, these guys are doing? So exciting. Put it on your calendar and let us know if you're interested. Again, go to askworld.com. Indicate there that you're interested. You can always see all of our schedule at integratedwealthsystems.com. 
and uh, we'll be uh, just watching the Christie Group as they continue to build and grow uh, in this booming time. So, Tim, thank you. Anything else you'd like to say to our folks? It's just a great time to be alive and a great time to be participating in this great economy we have going. And uh, I look forward to meeting anybody that comes to Idaho. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks to those of you that are listening to uh, Laura's Real Money Talks. We'll be back next week with another episode on uh, making, keeping, and investing and learning more on how to do it with the team. Talk then. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.